Warning, this episode of Incriminated contains content of violence, detail of crime scenes and sexual assault, so please be aware of this if this triggers or upsets you in any way. Thank you. So let's find out who will be incriminated for this episode. Now we will move on to the second case that I will be discussing with you. This particular case happened in Japan on the 23rd of May 2012, where 21-year-old Nicola Furlong was thrilled to be going on a girls' night out with her friend in Tokyo. They both had tickets to see a Nicki Minaj concert and were so excited to go and enjoy themselves. Nicola herself was from quite a small town in Curraclo, County Wexford. She ended up travelling to Japan as part of her studies with Dublin City University, where she was studying economics. Nicola was well into a four-year degree and was in the third year of that degree. The third year involved students studying in a different country and Nicola had been in Japan since October 2011, studying at the Takasaki City University of Economics. She was planning to return to her family in Ireland in July 2012 and even though she loved her time in Japan, she couldn't wait to get back home. But that night, there was only one thing that she couldn't wait for and that was the concert. Her parents, Andrew and Angela Furlong, and her younger sister, Andrea and Hannah back home, knew all too well as to how excited she was, and they were expecting to receive a call from her the next day, so that they could hear how the concert went. However, they never received that call that they were expecting. Instead, just after 8am in Ireland, Nicola's father, Andrew, opened the door to the Gardaí and they informed him that his daughter was involved in a tragic incident that would change their family's lives forever. So here are the events as to what happened. In the early hours of Thursday morning on the 24th of May 2012, at a hotel in Japan, a complaint was made by one of the guests about loud noises or screaming coming from one of the rooms. A member of staff went to the room in question, and suddenly found an unresponsive Nicola on the hotel room floor and a man standing next to her. Nicola was brought to hospital but was regrettably pronounced dead shortly afterwards. There was a man inside the hotel room along with Miss Furlong. He was a 19-year-old US citizen, Richard Hines. 
He was arrested along with his friend, 23-year-old James Blackstone. Richard Hines was from Memphis, Tennessee, a so-called musician. He ended up confessing to strangling Miss Furlong, but he said he didn't mean to kill her. Hines is a keyboard player who graduated from Central High School in Memphis in 2011. He was in Japan as part of the world tour of Japanese-American hip-hop star AI, along with his older brother Claude, at the time. The hip-hop star AI played a concert in Tokyo the night before Nicki Minaj was playing, and that was the concert Nicola attended before she died. Hines is a well-known Christian musician in the Memphis area, according to ABC News affiliate WPTY-TV in Memphis. He planned to return home on June the 20th, but he was arrested for the murder. Friends sing Heinz's talent was a gift from God. His music was used to worship in churches across the Mid-South. In March, he left the Bluff City for Japan, the opportunity for thousands of people to hear his music every night. Even with him going overseas, he was very prayerful about it. It wasn't just a thing about, you know, I'm, I got a good gig. You know, he's never the gigging type. He just gives his gift back. His friend didn't want to be identified, but says Heinz was like a brother to him. He never imagined the prayerful decision would land his best friend behind bars in Japan. And I said, you know, surely not. Surely this isn't happening. I mean, a piece of my heart broke because I don't know that person that most of the media is trying to portray. Tokyo police are also trying to figure out who Heinz is and if he had a role in the murder of Irish exchange student, 21-year-old Nicola Furlong. Furlong and an Irish friend went to a Nicki Minaj concert when they were approached by two American men. Police say the four arrived at the K.O. Plaza Hotel together. Around 3 in the morning, a hotel guest complained about a loud noise coming from the room. Hotel workers told police they heard someone inside the room say she's not breathing. Police say Hines was in the room with Furlong's strangled body when they arrived. Hines' parents weren't home, but his neighbors, like his friends, can't believe the allegations. Hmm. That's really astounding because really, I would really have to see that. I just can't believe that. I really can't. I really can't. Richard was immediately charged with murder and James's friend was charged with sexually assaulting a close friend of Nicola's. During the trial, it was the prosecution's side that Nicola and her friend, who remains anonymous to this day, attended the Nicki Minaj concert. Everything went according to plan for them, and afterwards they went to the train station to get the train back. When they were at the train station, Richard and James were said to have introduced themselves. I'd say more accosted them by the sounds of it, but anyhow. As Richard was a professional musician and James was a professional dancer from Los Angeles at the time, they reportedly asked Nicola and her friend back to the hotel where they were staying at, but the girls kindly declined. Instead, all four of them were have said to have went into the scramble bar and had a few drinks there. The prosecution further explained that the two women were drugged and held against their will while at the bar. Security footage was shown to the court to prove this. The footage was taken from inside the taxi. 
Richard, James, Nicola and her friend were in the taxi together. The content of the footage revealed the perpetrator's true motives. Miss Furlong and her friend appeared to be unconscious in the back of the taxi and James, who did not know he was being filmed at the time, sexually assaulted Nicola's friend on the back seat of the taxi. Richard and James also could be heard talking on the footage. Richard said, quote, These bitches fell into our lap. We can fuck them. We've got to keep them fucked up. James replied, We are going to fuck them and leave them in the room. End quote. The two men then fist bumped each other. When they parked up at the Kyo Plaza Hotel in Tokyo, Richard and James started to look for a way to get the girls out of the car as neither of them appeared to be conscious at this point and they could not even walk. The suspects ended up collecting wheelchairs from the hotel and used them to transfer the girls into the lobby of the hotel. Two members of staff helped to carry Nicola into Richard's room and put her onto his bed. The prosecution also concluded that Nicola only returned to consciousness when she was inside Richard's hotel room and then he was sexually assaulting her. It was the prosecution's point of view that she tried to fight him off at this point and that resulted in her being strangled to death. Dr. Kenichi Yoshida, the doctor who carried out the autopsy, gave evidence. He told the jury that the cause of death was by suffocation, by a towel or a ligature. He said, quote, The victim was still breathing and her heart is still beating at the same time she was being choked. End quote. Dr. Yoshida said that the autopsy revealed internal bleeding in numerous places. There was a 5 centimetre wide mark around her neck. This was caused by a ligature. She told the court that Miss Furlong, quote, didn't die quickly. It took minutes and she died in great distress, end quote. He believed that Nicola tried to stop Richard from strangling her as she had self-defence scratches, marks and abrasions on her body that were likely caused by her trying to remove the ligature. The doctor ruled out any other cause of death and he told the court she just didn't die, she was killed. Dr Yoshida went on to testify that a soft material such as a towel that had been rolled up or an item of clothing was used to strangle Miss Furlong. He gave evidence that the strangulation would have taken several minutes. The victim's DNA was found on a towel in the hotel room and on Richard's tank top. The defence fought back and said that drugs and alcohol caused Miss Furlong's death. Richard admitted he pressed her neck but the pressure was so light that he could not have caused her death. They tried to sell a story of Nicola as being a drug addict and a promiscuous woman. They also suggested that Miss Furlong and her friend approached these two men at the train station and asked them if they could speak English. They claimed that Richard and James were not interested in the women sexually, but invited them out for a drink to be kind. It was the defence's case also that the four of them went to the scramble bar and Nicola and her friend became quite intoxicated after a few drinks. 
Richard told the court, quote, morally, end quote, he could not leave them in the bar in that state, so he arranged for them to get a taxi back to his hotel. Richard claimed that back at the hotel, Nicola woke up and became sexually aggressive. He said that Miss Furlong wanted rough sex and began to shout at him and he refused to have sex with her. Richard told the court, quote, she grabbed my arm with her right hand. She was putting my arm towards her upper body. It left me confused about what she was intending on and I thought she was referring to have sex, end quote. Richard said that he did not want to have full sexual intercourse with her as he did not have a condom. However, police discovered an unused condom in his jacket pocket. Richard told the court as well that when I pressed her neck, she was talking loudly first, but gradually she quieted down. I remember her breathing abnormally, he said. He also said that he pressed her neck to stop her from shouting, but also to please her as she had asked him to do it earlier. He claimed he pressed her neck for around 30 seconds, but in the statement he initially gave police, he told them it was for about two to three minutes. The offender was asked during his testimony to stop referring to Nicola as Nicky. Nicola was not called Nicky by anyone ever. She was referred to by family and friends as Nick or Nicola. The prosecution asked him to explain why Nicola's blood was on his hotel bedsheet. Richard told the court that when they were having sex, Nicola vomited blood. He claims that she wanted to continue having sex after she vomited. He denied that his hand on her neck caused her death. The defence claimed that Nicola used drugs and there was evidence from the needle marks on her thighs. But the prosecution quickly disproved this as Dr Kenta Ada and an A&E doctor at the Tokyo Medical University Hospital where she was admitted gave evidence. He told the court that there were nine needle marks on Nicola's thighs because his colleague, a trainee doctor, had tried several times to get a blood sample from her body but failed. Dr Ada took over and it took him a few attempts before he finally got a sample. That was what had caused the needle marks on Nicholas' ties. He told the court that when a patient's heart stops pumping, it's very difficult to find a place to get a blood sample from. Dr Ada told the court that Miss Furlong arrived at the hospital at 3.53am. He tried to resuscitate her by performing a heart massage lung compression and an adrenaline injection. When those techniques failed to work, he intubated her throat. However, it was too late and he pronounced her dead five minutes later. The jury heard about the toxicology report and it revealed that the victim tested positive for Xanax and lidocaine. Lidocaine was in her system because the gel was put on a tube that was inserted in Miss Furlong's respiratory tract in an attempt to save her life. The level of Xanax in her blood was low, as Miss Furlong had been prescribed with Xanax when she was in Ireland to treat her anxiety disorder, and she was also worried about going to Japan as it was such a big move for her. It was prescribed to her to help her remain calm. The prosecution asked the court to give Richard a 10-year prison sentence. At the time of the murder, he was a minor under Japanese law.
The leading prosecutor of the case told the court that Richard had shown absolutely no remorse and tried to portray Nicola as a promiscuous girl who violated her dignity. He told the court that he deserved the death penalty but said because he is a minor under Japanese law he should only be given a custodial sentence. The Tokyo District Court ended up sentencing Richard Hines to a maximum of 10 years with the possibility he could be released after just five. The panel of judges, which included a total of nine judges, said the murderer was atrocious and vicious in nature. They said Richard's version of events were simply not credible. The judge said, quote, The tendency of sentencing in juvenile crimes means we cannot choose the death penalty or life sentence, end quote. It's good that they cleared her name. But Nicola had done nothing wrong. But it was all him and his lies that brought us here. We still don't know the truth, what happened in that room, but we know Nicola did nothing wrong. We knew that coming out anyway. Andrea, what's your response today? I'm absolutely disgusted. I'm so angry and I'm so hurt. We had so much faith in the Japanese doing justice for us and I don't feel we got. So I'm disgusted. Andrew, what's your response to today's uh, sentence? Well, we said at the start that it was going to be down to the Japanese and when we found out when we came out here that he's been tried as a minor, we knew what he was going to get there. It was never going to be a hanging or it was never going to be anything like that. So they said five to ten. So we hope it's more than five and up to ten. Which that's not nothing to do with it. We can't. It's up to him now. Whether if he's good in jail, he gets out, and he's he's only two years more than the other fella. The judge uh, in the summing up said that Richard Hines had tainted the honour of uh, Nicola. And um, was there any point in the trial that you felt particularly aggrieved at uh, what he was saying? <laughs> Most of what the defence said. Okay. Everything that there wasn't there wasn't anything that he agreed with the defence. But then we're biased to Nicola. But the way they tried to paint Nicola. Not a hope in hell was she like that, and all her friends and anyone that knew her. And I hope everyone that didn't know her realised that she wasn't a bit like they were trying to make out. We got her name cleared, and that's what I came out. Hopefully, to get more of a sentence, but it didn't happen. We went with the Japanese, and there was their country. I'll take it. I don't want to ever hear his name mentioned again. So, but whatever happens from now on, that's I've no interest in him whatsoever. And, um, Angela, do you think that uh, Nicola's honour was restored through this verdict? Yes, it was restored, but having said that, it never faltered with us. We know what type of little girl Nicola is. She always will be a very, very special little girl to us. But she's not what that person tried to make her out to be. And thankfully, the whole nation, the whole world can see that now. Nicola's a good girl. It's been a very intense time for you here. Would it be difficult to leave Tokyo in some ways because of the memories that associate with the place? No, I'm looking forward to getting home, meeting Hannah and just leaving all the baggage that happened in that courtroom, in that courtroom and we'll try to move on from here the best we can. I just want to go home. I'll never come back to Japan. No interest once we fly out here tomorrow or Thursday. Never look back. Final thoughts, Andrew? Final thoughts? Well, as I say, we came over for a result. We got the best result we were going to get. Can't wait to get home now to meet all our friends and family and settle back in. But that's not going to be easy now because for the last nine months this has been this has been our goal. 
there's going to be an emptiness now, but that's probably start or our start of grieving or for Nicola and she can rest in peace now and hopefully she is. Please God. As part of his punishment, Richard was told he would have to work in silence in the Japanese prison for 5,000 yen a month. After he served five years in prison, Japanese officials refused to release him. They said that even though he underwent a five-year regime of classes and interviews, he had not been rehabilitated enough. The programme at Fuchu Prison was designed to create a sense of remorse for the merger, but officials only have a moderate explanation that he will be rehabilitated due to his attitude when serving a sentence. His co-defendant, James Blackstone, was sentenced to three years for assaulting Miss Furlong's friend. He's now released after his sentence. At Miss Furlong's funeral, the parish priest, Father Jim Fitzpatrick, said, quote, She will always be the centre of your lives, where she stood for everything that was good. We are unable to say goodbye in this case as we were particularly saddened and perturbed by the manner in which Nicola was taken from us. This life has been more tragically and violently cut short 21 years of life ended in a blink of an eye and we are left holding the pieces. The Nicola you all knew and loved so much had so much ability, energy, charisma and so much to offer in this life. So we grieve not only just for the loss of life, but for what might have been. Thank you for listening to this episode of Incriminated. I'm your host, Francesca Hayes. You can find us on Instagram at IncriminatedPod, or you can find us on Twitter at IncriminatedPO1. We are now on YouTube now, and you can search it by Incriminated to Crime Podcast. Intro music is by Owen Leonard and other music is by Mivavi Editor Plus. All research links and accredited journalists will be linked down below in the episode details. For any requests you can also email at incriminatedpod.yahoo.com and I'll be back again in a couple of weeks with a brand new episode. Enjoy the rest of your week and take care.